On today's episode, we had Ruth Ratliff, and she is a sound therapist. She does sound healing with sound bowls. She helps people with their voice, activating their voice, healing with their voice. And we just had such a really great conversation about frequency and sound and how powerful it is. Yeah, and she had some really great insights because I think sometimes it takes a minute for us to click how sound can heal. But just speaking of the voice and how your frequency, she did a sound bath. Yes, she did. Which was delightful and lovely. So it was really enjoyable, informative way to really understand sound is easy healing. Yeah, so grab your earbuds, get comfortable, and listen to this amazing podcast on sound healing. Welcome to the Magical Holistic Healing Arts Podcast, where you learn how to raise your vibe, explore your magic, and embody your authentic power. I'm Lynn Hicks. I'm Erica Hicks. And we're the mother-daughter duo inspiring transformation through holistic lifestyle and conscious living. We bring water to the conversation because no one else is. We know hydrogen-rich water is the key to longevity and vitality. Life's about flowing, so this is the easiest way to upgrade your health and mindset. High Vibe Water. Join our revolution and new paradigm biz at the Magical Holistic Healing Arts Podcast.wordpress.com. Cheers. Hydrate, Hydrate your, your life, life with, with us. Today we welcome Ruth Ratliff. She is a sound therapist. I'm going to let her take it away and ask Ruth, what is your magical art? Magical art is, as you said, sound therapy. And sound therapy encompasses a lot of different, a lot of different layers of sound, uh, one of them being the voice, which is the one that I focus on because I was a singer. I am a trained singer, uh, performer for many years, and then I was a voice teacher for 20 years. And it just felt like a natural progression after I was kind of done with voice teaching to get into this, uh, this beautiful modality, uh, which lends itself so wonderfully to me using all of the uh, things that I learned as a musician and as a vocalist and as a teacher of voice as well. So it's, um, it's been a real blessing for me. Mm. I love that. Yes. I, I, you know, I've taken, took a class, oh gosh, a couple of years ago. Um, and so maybe just share a little bit. I learned so much about frequency and voice then. And I, I, it really kind of pulled in understanding sound healing and our sound and all of that. Um, so maybe you could just open that up for some of our listeners. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a big wide topic but let's see now <laughs> well I'll start I'll, I'll start by saying uh, basically uh, you know we're surrounded by sound vibration frequency every minute of every day some of those sounds are sort of therapeutic and good for us and others are not they're incongruent with who we are uh, and uh, basically we are vibration as well Mm -hmm. uh, your floor is vibrating, the air is vibrating, and we vibrate. And we have, uh, apparently we are made up of many, many different frequencies, subtle frequencies. And those subtle frequencies, if bombarded by sound that is incongruent with, with our resonant vibration, 
can get us out of vibration or, you know, sort of rearrange those frequencies because sound literally can reform matter. And sound is a vibration that travels through air, liquids, solids, and through you. And it has the capacity actually to shift us biologically as well as spiritually. And that's a big piece of um, what I love about doing this work is that, uh, you know, that whole thing about raising your vibration, it literally can get you into a state of what they call heart-brain coherence, which gives you a much uh, more resilient way of uh, dealing with life's ups and downs. We could all use that, a little more of that. <laughs> and uh, I've noticed uh, a lot of people have, uh, have communicated to me after their sessions, whether it be an individual or group session, that they see departed family members coming to them. They hear voices of friends, family that have, you know, passed on. Um, they, they see, they have mystical experiences. And I, I don't know, I can't explain it, except that my theory is that because we are vibration, at our core, we're like a waveform, right? We're, we're of the universe that when we are subjected to these therapeutic vibrations that realign our resonant vibration and raise our resonant vibration, this can allow for us to be, as if you're going to use up and down, to be lifted up to the ethers <laughs> a little bit, right? So that the uh, other beings and departed, you know, family members or friends can actually, they can all, don't have to lower their vibration so much. I don't know. It's just a theory. Who knows? <laughs> but at what, whatever it is, I think it's uh, whether that's it or not. I think it's fascinating. And what I also uh, love is the way people feel when they get off the table. Uh, I do one-on-ones uh, on a massage table. I put bowls on or around the body. Uh, and then I also do group offerings as well, where people rely on mats or, or in the yoga um, hammocks around me as well while I play the bowls and that they always say they feel so much lighter like a load has been lifted and I tell them that it's probably because the sound literally has the capability of triggering the release of trapped held constrictions of emotional constrictions from trauma or whatever uh, in the body and uh, that's very gratifying for me, of course, because I want to make people feel better. And, uh, and it's always wonderful to, to hear that from folks. Now, well, I remember we watched sound um, being played on, I guess, plates or water. Mm -hmm. And just the whole sacred geometry and that our voice is really sending out as well. The whole study of cymatics has really been uh, eye-opening, to say the least, for a lot of us about the effects of sound on matter and how sound literally forms itself in these beautiful sacred geometric patterns that mirror the underlying code that is common to everything in nature, uh, from our DNA to the spiral of our DNA to the spiral of our galaxies to the shape of a, a seashell, the, the, the ratio, the, right, the Fibonacci 
mm -hmm. uh, ratio uh, of the of the flowers of of the human body of a seashell. So there's it, there's this framework, uh, as it were, this guide, sort of a geometric guide for life, and sound reflects that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it's doing literally in your body. Uh, you've seen drops of water, right, with the sh the shapes, the beautiful cymatic patterns, the mandalas. Well, that's what's happening on the membranes of your cells and in the intercellular fluid in between the molecules of your body. It's, it's reorganizing. Mm. It's reorganizing you at the cellular level, the molecular level. Mm. Uh, and, and it's kind of interesting to think of us as being a being that can be reorganized in that way, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Well, yeah, and you know, the water, like now that I'm thinking about it, you know, we're in the water business, mm -hmm. but the water was really what showed how these geometric patterns as they played music or someone spoke. So really the water is that transmuter inside your body that's supporting those frequencies to flow in and out of the cells and make those patterns, which that's a new aha for me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Water is sacred. Yes, it is. And what I keep thinking of too is um, like Joe Dispenza, just like by Abraham Hicks, all these people that talk about meditation and how they're literally using vibration of thought to change matter where like you're saying yeah like the sounds are changing matter of that vibration and so i think it is such a cool concept and definitely like a huge door that is opening in our you know reality here on this planet and i definitely think we've used this type of technology in the past i mean the pyramids the atlanteans whatever you want to think of but yeah, it just sounds like sound is such a healing thing that we're just like scratching the surface of. Absolutely, Erica. Very well said. Yeah, and there is, uh, there's evidence of the Egyptians using sound for healing and for you know, I mean, some people think we they move the uh, blocks uh, to build the pyramids with sound to levitate them. Right. That that makes more sense to me than a group of guys hauling them with ropes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, yeah, but them and the, uh, of course, in, uh, in the ancient Egyptians, the Hindus, in India, I mean, India, uh, the sound, that's where the, I would say it's almost like the cradle of sound therapy is in mm -hmm. India, really, uh, with mm -hmm. all of the, uh, the beautiful mantra and, and, that, and the, uh, the chanting. And each of those chants with the consonants and the words have a specific meaning and a specific way of touching certain points in your mouth to activate you. I know, that's how I just found that out. I was working with an Ayurvedic practitioner a little while ago and she told me that. I was like, wow. But the voice, you know, that, you know, these are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. All the sonic instruments, I love them. But your voice is your superpower, and mm -hmm. your voice literally vibrates you from the inside out, and it's vibrations that are yours. As I say, they're custom made just for you. So we're literally, we're treating ourselves whenever you tone, chant, hum, sing, even making um, 
just primal sounds, organic primal sounds. That's a big thing that I help people with now where I work them through just being able to grunt or moan, <laughs> you know, uh, and allow the body to express itself through the voice. People don't realize how what an incredible connection that is and and what a, a what a healing tool that they carry with them that's free totally accessible yeah no and i i like that about the voice because yeah. i think you know kind words go and heal well beyond the one person and then that person and oh yeah and our voices you know really do make a difference in everything we do and it's something that especially women you know we're still kind of learning how to be vocal with our truth, um, maybe not as much your generation. I don't know. Is it? I don't think so. But <laughs> I see what you're saying. That perspective of it, yeah, yeah. In a positive way. Well, I just think of like with kids, like be quiet or you know shut up. You know, you tell the kids to be quiet, and yeah, it's a young age that we kind of I feel like quiet our voice because it's just what you do, you're in school, you have to be listening to the teacher, you know, all these things. And so, yeah, that primal, um, helping people with their primal voice, I think is really interesting. Um, Cause unless you have kids too, like babies, like you're making weird noises, <laughs> maybe a dog too. <laughs> no, definitely that's a, a big piece of it too, is when, you know, we're trying to civilize and socialize our children and in doing so, you don't realize it. Of course, it's not, you know, deliberate, but we are literally shutting down that very organic primal part of us, that old brain limbic system, uh, you know, that basically that's like whenever you're in fight or flight, that's what, what it's activated and it's, you know, ah! <laughs> that's the one that just lets you go, lets it go. Uh, but we become embarrassed and yeah. very self-conscious of, the sounds that we make, you know, because it's, they're not like socially acceptable. So that carries over to telling, you know, the right brain, um, no, you can't do this. And, you know, that's what we want. We want to activate that right brain uh, because that's our creative side because sound, organic sound without words can, can heal and activate that right brain, that part of us that, that needs to make sound, make conscious sound to, to release, to just to, to affirm, you know? Um, we lost our little guy, uh, 14 and a half year old dachshund five months ago. And um, mm -hmm. I'll tell you, my husband and I, we couldn't have held it back if we wanted to. The wailing, you know, you hear about the wailing wall and women keening, you know, for, to, to, to grieve. Exactly that. Oh, my gosh. And if we had tried to hold that back, I can't imagine the damage that we would have done to our body and our psyche and our biofield. Oh, that's an excellent way to bring it around because we do often have those sadness or even really happy feelings. Right. And you, you can't be like, yeah, you know, you watch that or cry like, oh, I can't cry now, I'm going into meeting. 
And it does. It circles inside you anyway, mm -hmm. grief and extreme joy. And at some point, it must come out because we are um, beings that need to express and share through sound. And I really like the way you put that. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to say, I teach women um, a lot of times the pleasure sounds. And it's so funny how everyone's weirded out. I mean, we even did a YouTube <laughs> Yeah, mini. A mini on like the ha sound with pleasure. And I'm like, like the mm, people are comfortable with. But anything from there, you know, ha, and like, you know, they sound kind of sensual and sexual. But that brings that um, vagus nerve and that message to your brain. I'm safe. I can go in parasympathetic. I can feel and vibrate joy and that frequency like through all my bones but right. we again it's that not speaking it's the stigma of making you know orgasmic sounds uh but that's those are very primal sounds and they're not always sexually you know identified but uh definitely i think people get very um you know they're 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 shut down in that regard mm -hmm. And it's like your, your body wants that, though. You're, I, I talk about, you know, putting your hands on your body in different places and asking it, just being quiet and asking it, what, what does it want to tell me today? Mm. How, do I, how do I feel today? What's going on inside of me today? Do we ever ask ourselves this? Hardly, right? And, and would I like to... Hmm... Make some comfort sounds, right? Like you say, to activate that the vagus nerve for the vagal tone. Mm, to get into rest and digest. Mm. Ah, even just allowing yourself to sigh. Mm. You know, and, and you're relaxing as I'm saying that. I know, right? <laughs> I can feel I took a deep breath. Yeah, well, I know in my classes I crack up because people start yawning. But that's because they finally get to their parasympathetic and you're tired. You realize, wow, I'm really kind of tired. I know. And I'm like, don't worry if you yawn. It means that my class is working. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like that, asking yourself. Yeah. Well, and then And touching, you know, it being a, a whole sensual experience of really getting to know yourself and your being and your sounds and just all of it. We're so really, you know, and I call it the cartoon bubble. <laughs> We're all up in the words. The organic sound is, you know, it, it activates, like you say, activates that, that parasympathetic branch. And uh, mm -hmm. yes. the words are too, too logical. You know, we start getting more left-brained when we add words. You know, when singing is wonderful, but I feel that uh, the the primal sound is definitely more therapeutic can be yeah that's a great way to put it awesome well i know ruth was gonna <laughs> do a little sound healing for us so would you like to uh um indulge us in some frequency <laughs> i would love to do that and uh for our listeners i just wanted to say that uh the sound the sound um through zoom with the uh, all of the sound reinforcement um, is a little mm, 
So just bear with me if there's any funny sounds, but I do recommend, if you can, to wear either earbuds or headphones to listen to it because that's the best listening experience. And to listen on a desktop rather than an iPhone or a, uh, an Android as well. But if you, that's all you have, that's all you have, and it's no problem. So, so get into a nice, comfy, comfy uh, position if you'd like to snuggle down in your chair. <laughs> Hmm. And I invite you now to just have a background awareness of your breath. You don't have to do anything. Just observe. We've all heard about being the observer, right? Just observe. And feel the breath as it travels down, opening up your belly, your back, your chest. Feel your body on the chair. Sinking down into the chair. Deeper and deeper.
and start now to feel your breath again as before. Just start to notice it again, moving in and out, ebb and flow, rise and fall of your chest and your back and your belly. Ah, you can let that breath out on a sigh if you'd like. Start to feel yourself in the space of the room, the pressure of your body on the chair, your feet firmly on the floor. That was really nice. <laughs> I loved that. It was so gentle. But the that one sound though, I felt like it was like cleaning me out. The gong. No, not the oh, gong. gong. Yeah, I know. I, I I should have it on a table so you can see it. That's my newest acquisition. Ooh, I mean, I liked the gong, but I think it was like the rainmaker. Oh, the rain. Shh, 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 shh. I don't know. That felt like it was like scrubbing me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love that sound. Yeah, it's like scouring you or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it felt, <laughs> felt like that for me. No, and then your voice just brought like a smile to me. Yeah. Like all of a sudden now, it was like, oh, the sweetness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know, I always wonder, like, are you just guided in the moment to do these kinds of things? Do you like practice this, like as, um, I don't know, a set, I guess you'd call it? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I guess I have kind of, I mean, I, I guess I have like a framework that I use. You know, I like to uh, use certain frequencies like the larger balls to kind of start to ground you first at the beginning. And then I start doing different intervals to uh, whether I'm, it's like I'm called to do it. I think it's, 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 I don't think, I know it is very intuitive in the moment, even though I have a framework that I kind of follow in general, because I, you know, there are certain sounds like the metals, the metal balls I feel are very grounding and I feel like the crystals because this is quartz crystal. And I have these balls that are um, optically pure, clear quartz. And they're so, such a beautiful clarity of sound. But quartz, it's interesting, quartz, they used to grow um, uh, computer chips in these as crucibles in the 80s and then I guess on the way to the dumpster somebody hit one and went oh that's pretty I don't know but they used to throw yeah. them out but mm -hmm. quartz has it's silica quartz has uh, a properties it's called and I, I never know if I'm pronouncing this word right or not but piezoelectric or piezoelectric effects meanings that it, it meaning that it uh, it can hold and transmit energy and some people uh, believe or if it's been proven yet I'm not sure that it can actually amplify energy as well that's why they use it in con you know electrical energy uh, mm. that's why they use it in computer chips and in watches so we're electrical beings right and if my thoughts which are frequency whatever say energy right moves through that quartz to my clients right who are also beings of energy electricity electromagnetism 
right? It just kind of seems like that works to me, you know, that these can facilitate that connection. Yes, yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and I, I think um, it's just so lovely that you can, you know, people feel like they have to do things to heal, they have to do to process, they have to dig in. And there's many ways to do things, and that's one. But I've always, when I've done sound baths and just laid on the floor, gotten treatments of sound healing, you don't have to do anything but relax. And I think it's powerful for us to realize that alignment, healing, all those things can come without all this digging and process and I have to, should, would, could. A lot of times just in relaxing and allowing the frequency. Listening to your inner voice, listening to your body. Our bodies are talking to us all the time about things that we can do for it to foster health and wellness. Yes. I mean, you know, your stomach ache when you eat something, that's, that's it's talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And I think that to realize that healing is as simple as anything else. It doesn't, it's not this, I don't know, maybe it's because of our pill society or quick remedy. Well, sound healing is a quick remedy. (laughs) Well, it's non-invasive, right? There are no side effects to this. I mean, for the most part, there are some people that uh, we don't recommend take sound therapy and those are people with seizure conditions or sound induced migraines or like say in the first trimester of pregnancy you know just to be on the safe side but for everybody else it's pretty you know if if it gives sometimes it gives people a little bit of a headache you know because you're not you because it's very powerful the bowls can be really powerful especially in person <clears throat> but other than that, uh, you know, it clears up after a while, and you. Can- yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. yeah. I, and I think that to realize that healing is as simple as yeah. anything else. It doesn't. It's not this. I don't know. Maybe it's because of our pill society or quick remedy. Well, sound healing is a quick remedy. <laughs> non-invasive right there are no side effects to this I mean for the most part there are some people that uh, we don't recommend take sound therapy and those are people with seizure conditions or sound induced migraines or like say in the first trimester of pregnancy you know just to be on the safe side but for everybody else it's pretty you know if, if it gives sometimes it gives people a little bit of a headache you know, because you're not, because it's very powerful. The bowls can be really powerful, especially in person. But other than that, uh, it clears up after a while and you can just do your own grounding. I mean, your voice is innervated by the vagus nerve. Hello, (laughs) goes down to all your organ systems. All you got to do is just hum or tone or just a a sound that, um, that I like to make uh, with people. They say is very effective is the ooh sound with a V, voo, V-O-O. Help me, I swear to God, it it cured me of uh, fear flying. I was doing that on a flight. Um, In fact, I was coming out to Colorado um, (laughs) a few years back and uh, for a a marketing seminar. 
and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this now. And uh, I had the earbuds in with the uh, guided meditation. You are safe. The plane is safe yeah. while I'm doing. Ooh. And I had tears of joy streaming down my face on takeoff because I wasn't freaking out into a full blown panic attack. And I kept myself at this kind of, you know, maintenance level there and back. And then the next time I flew, it was so much better. Because I, you know, it, it was just, it, it was amazing to me that that was that effective. Yeah, that's huge. That is huge. Yes, you know, really huge. All you did was tone and use your voice, which yeah. Vu is very grounding to me. Didn't take tranquilizers, which I would have <laughs> normally done. <laughs> Where's my Xanax? Yeah. <laughs> which people do. <clears throat> people yeah, but to know that there's a tool, like you said in the beginning, you have your own tool with your voice and you know thus the hindus and their chanting and you know i love church singing or when we sing or christmas yes. carol together <laughs> like you know when a bunch of people are singing like that is so exciting and fun to me and it's really right there you don't have to do anything for it mm -hmm. i'm in a church my husband's music director of two churches and one of them has a choir and i'm in the choir i'm definitely trying to keep that piece of me going you know because i enjoy it so much yeah. it's just there's something very special when people make music together and use their voices together you entrain it's the concept concept of entrainment which is you sync up with one another literally the rhythms you know when women are together they menstruate together right mm -hmm. it's the same thing <laughs> it's funny because in our we do a hue uh, on a hue sound in our um spiritual study and it's funny because it always starts out that you know everyone's like you know on you and by the third one it entrains into this most beautiful sound all the voices mm -hmm. like you were saying and that's what it or even like yeah. i'm thinking like groupthink like when you're out and you know you do something that you probably wouldn't do just because everyone else is doing it or whatever like that <laughs> frequency of thought can be entrainment too. Entrainment. Absolutely. But, but what do they say? Birds of a feather flock together. You uh, you entrain to one another's vibration. Yeah. So well, you know what? These were great circles of I conversation know. we had and bringing together the sound and the voice in very unique ways and learning. You know, it's just so powerful. You know, people are like, oh, I know that. But it's like, no, do you know? Well, I was going to say that too before we ended. Like, Frequency and vibration, it's kind of hard to like understand in some essences, but when you think of like your voice or like, yeah, hearing the sound bowls and connecting it to the somatics um, and seeing the, the form that sounds making, it, it does bring it more into, I think, like a conceptual person. And, and I think there is, it's a paradigmal, if that's a word, um, type of shift, yeah. because we're not, we're, we're expanding our consciousness when we, learns about something like cymatics that's mind that that blew my mind and yet when i saw those cymatic patterns and learned more about it i expanded my consciousness i raised my vibration with that knowledge so every time like you say you're tying it all in it's opening up your vista even more it's allowing your your sight to become even more you know, of a worldview, of a universal view, I should say. <laughs> yes, incredible. Yeah. 
Well, are there any last nuggets you want to leave our listeners, Ruth, before we end the episode? Well, um, if I don't know if people are familiar with Edgar Casey. He was a uh, called the Sleeping Prophet uh, in the 30s and the 40s. He was quite amazing. He healed so many people and made a lot of predictions. But uh, one of his predictions was that sound and music will be the medicine of the future, and it's coming. I do believe it is coming. I see it all the time. With there's more and more new research. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your sound healing. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. What a pleasure to be here with you today and to see you.